When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you using pot or CBD oil to ease your pain? Discover why it's part of the problem and not the solution. Welcome to the Heal the Herd podcast. Remember when we were kids and we believed that anything was possible? We were going to be the first man or woman to do something really great. But then something happened. Something got in the way of living the life of greatness we know we were meant for. Well, it's now your turn to become the greatest version of yourself. And to achieve that, we will heal the hurt. The first thing I want to say is I'm not here to shame anyone or make somebody feel bad for the pain that they're experiencing and why they're turning to pot or CBD oil. The bottom line is somebody's hurting. And so there's no, no desire here to shame people. I'm also not the moral police. I believe people get to decide what works for them and they get to decide their own morals and values. And as long as they feel they're operating within those morals and values, whatever the choice may be, I'm okay with as long as it, it's, they're not lying to themselves, but it's truly what they believe is okay for them. I'm in full support of it. Now, the difficulty for me in this is I have my own struggles. Um, you know, part of my process is my pain was the way I was raised. And so many times when I take on these deeper topics, the mannerisms I have, the word choices that I use are very condescending, very arrogant, very rude. And so it's quite possible that I may come across that way. And so, look, the only way to ever heal anything or get better at it is to be open to being shown it. So if at any point you feel like I'm talking down to you or I'm coming across shame-based, by all means, leave it in the comments. I, it's the only way I can get better. And sometimes we're just too close to it. You know, I've seen videos and, and like, oh, everything's fine. A month later, I see it. I'm like, oh, my God. So I'm, I love, I know this. The only peace I ever get is by owning my imperfections, facing the pain that causes them. That's the only way I get to the other side. So I, I'm, I'm open to that. Um, but the other part of this is I'm going to talk about, look, pot has become, CBD oil has become the new panacea and very, and people get very, you know, whenever our, our belief systems are challenged, um, our morals are challenged or our outlook on something is challenged, especially nowadays, politics, everything. People get incredibly angry and defensive and lots of things happen. And so when I talk about the science and the truth of why pot and CBD oil aren't your best option, if that creates a reaction in you and any sort of judgment, blame, criticism, hate, anger comes up, you're welcome to put that in the comments. I won't censor you. Um, I believe in free speech and you're welcome to have your feelings. 
but recognize that where judgment, blame, and criticism and anger come from, they're denial. And so when I express the truth of why these create a problem and not a solution, and you have an intense reaction, and if you want to dump hateful, judgmental words on me, you're telling me about yourself, not me. And I'll let you do that, but I won't fight with you on it because really what you're doing, and, and here's the thing is, I, the vulnerability of that, that's what people don't realize is, you know, all the, what do they call them, trolls on the internet that throw all the hate speech or what I don't know, whatever. They're just, I don't want to, that's a judgment, hate speech. They're just, all they're doing is expressing their pain, pain that most likely they're not even aware that they're carrying. Most likely they're not even aware of how denial works and that they're talking to themselves. And because we don't teach these things, they're completely unaware that, their, you know, the nasty comments on Twitter and all these things have nothing to do with the other person. They have to do with the person speaking. And so I will let you do that. And I will appreciate the vulnerability because you're exposing to me, you're, I don't want to say exposing, you're sharing with me all of your unhealed pain. Whew. I'm very fortunate. That's an honor that you'd be willing to be that vulnerable with me for, you know, most people are strangers that have never met me. And so if you're willing to do that, I won't shame you or fight back with you because there's nothing to fight about. Um, you're just sharing your hurt. And that's what we're all struggling with. So, you know, I just wanted to get those disclaimers out of the way because I know that the people, the reason people are turning towards pot, CBD, opioids, all these different things is they're in massive pain. And that's just heartbreaking. But the problem, and here's why pot and CBD um, are not the solution. It's just like alcohol. It's just like pain pills. It's just like all the other options. They're meant to give or symptom relief. They're not, they don't heal the problem. And that's the difficulty in our society. So many of the things we don't want to deal with the cause. We want to medicate the symptoms. And that's what pot and CBD do. Now, I don't deny that for many people, they see symptom relief. They might feel a little better. I know cancer patients in tremendous pain or, you know, other people, they, they feel symptom relief. Um, and the studies are, you know, you can cherry pick studies, whichever side of the aisle you're on and go, see, it's the best thing in the world, but the CDC and others, like, you know, the bottom line is this. For the most part, it's a placebo effect that people have. Um, it's short term and it creates long term consequences, just like any other option. And so I'm not here to debate, is it better than alcohol or better than this? It may be, and, but that doesn't matter. They all, they're all the same. They're medicating symptoms. I'm much more for giving people solutions to the cause, actual solutions. Like, why is somebody, like, let's ask the real question. Why is somebody turning towards pot or CBD or booze or pills or sex or porn, porn? God, I should do a show on porn. All these different things because they're in massive pain. Well, that's what I'm trying to heal is the source of the pain. That's what I'm trying to give people solutions to. And unfortunately, we, you know, media and advertising just wants to give you the quick hit. And, you know, we all, we all, 
look, we've all been taught to, you know, go for the quick hit, you know, patience and, and striving towards things takes time. And so it's a very natural reaction. So I hope that didn't come across as shaming. It just hit me of, Ooh, I may have been a little shameful there. That's not my intent. Um, but we're not going after the cause. And so, you know, as I research this topic, I mean, it's something I've debated about. I tend to stay away from some of these deeper hotbed issues, but I'm seeing more and more that people are avoiding dealing with the cause of their problems and they keep looking to medicate the symptoms. And I just see the, I mean, look at where the world is. What you're seeing is evidence of a culture that pursues symptom-based relief. And we've all advocated and pushed it. And, and that's really what I'm fighting against is let's give people the real solution and talk about the cause. So there are three main reasons people or three main conditions people go to or look to pot or CBD oil. And they're generally chronic pain, anxiety, and cancer are really the three. I mean, there's sleeping issues and MS and other things, but really you're talking chronic pain, cancer, and anxiety. Well, let's let's break those down and talk about what are the causes of those. See, <clears throat> what many people don't realize is you can be born with the genes of cancer and never have cancer. You can be born with DNA that includes many of these illnesses and, and diseases. There are only three that if you're born with that with that specific gene, you will get the disease. Every other disease that we get in life is turned on by our environment, which sometimes can include the food we eat and the air we breathe and things we're around. That's a small percentage. Almost all health conditions are the result of unhealed emotional pain, flat out. There is one, if you look at any disease, any illness or any disease out there, doesn't matter what it is, migraine, headaches, cancer, all of them, you, any, anything you're suffering with, there is one, only one common symptom that is included in all of them, every single one. It's unhealed childhood trauma. That's it. That's the cause of your pain, of your cancer, of your anxiety, of your migraines, fibromyalgia, whatever your chronic may be, Crohn's disease, all of them. They're all the same. And you may go, well, wait a minute, my child was born with this. Well, that tells me the emotional condition of the parents, the family lineage. And so, I mean, they've shown in studies, you know, that a mother who experiences stress in pregnancy actually alters the DNA of a child. Well, stress is fear. So we all feel fear all the time. So you, that child, because of the emotional environment during the pregnancy, those conditions get turned on. And so they're born with this chronic condition. Well, that really goes back to mom and dad and their mom and dad. And, the you know, we, we've had a you know society for centuries that just has never addressed these deeper emotional issues. It's just slowly becoming societally acceptable in the last 50 years. So this isn't about blaming. We're just maturing as a, as a society, you know, for centuries, for thousands of years, we've never dealt with emotions. We're 50, really about 50 years into dealing with emotions. And, you know, even, you know, medical students, 
they don't even learn about trauma. There's only a couple, a handful of schools that even people will even take a single class on trauma. Yet trauma drives all diseases. I mean, the adverse childhood experiences study proves that. You know, it's a landmark study done. I've talked about that many times. That we've all been through massive trauma, and it all correlates. Our trauma, you know, clicks on diseases. That's it. And so the question to ask yourself: Let's. I'm going to deal with those three. Do you struggle with cancer? Okay, has cancer been in your family? Is it something you've had? Well, the emotional condition of cancer arises from deep, deep hurt. A massive emotional wounding. It can be or, I mean, these are kind of, these are the, what causes the, the cancer cells to develop. Deep hurt, resentment, some long-standing resentment, a deep secret, something you've stuffed and won't tell anyone, whether it's an experience you had or you're holding a secret, a family secret. There are thousands, you know, many families have family secrets. A grief of some type, maybe you suffered the loss of somebody really close to you and you've never been able to process that. And so what happens is your healthy cells turn against you. All of those feelings, those emotions eat you from the inside out. Think of it when you're in resentment, you're just eating yourself inside out. What is deep hurt? What is grief? And that's why the cancerous, you know, the, our healthy cells turn against us. All those feelings is a, an infliction upon ourselves inside we're in this turmoil and so that's you know you may be using pot or cbd oil but ultimately if you want to heal the cancer if you want symptom relief it's emotional work that's where the solution is same thing with chronic pain chronic pain in general is a massive fear of the future um as a, a a big refusal to change. They're locked in. That's why they're muscles. That's why, you know, it's chronic. It's a refusal to let go. It's a refusal to change. It's an emotional condition that's firing because there's so much fear of facing it. They don't have the skills, tools, or knowledge to adapt to it. The overwhelming nature of the pain, the emotional pain is so severe that they then place it within their body to express it. I mean, the science is overwhelming. Our body expresses the emotional pain we're in, okay? Um, so somebody in chronic pain, fibromyalgia, arthritis, migraines, all those chronic pain disorders, whether you look at the CDC, NIH, you look at, like, you can hate me for this, but go look at the research. It's all there. Every single research that's been done by you know, whether, you know, all the nationally, internationally recognized, um, not industries, um, oh, I'm drawing a blank, you know the word for it. Uh, they all, it's all, they all say <clears throat> that the reason you can't solve chronic pain and that pot, CBD, um, all the different medications that drug companies, it actually makes it, usually makes it worse because they're not dealing with the source of the problem. You know, it's a, neurotransmitter problem that's caused by an emotional dysregulation. And it's right there in the research. Now, sadly, we don't teach our doctors how to do, you know, the first question, <clears throat> pardon me, the first question our doctors should be asking us when we walk in the door is, what's going on emotionally? What's going on in your life? 
What's happening at work? What's happening in, in your relationships with your kids? When you start asking those questions, you get to the root cause of everybody's problem. But we just go, where's it hurt in your arm or this or that? And so here we're just going to put a bandaid on it. I've done, done this analogy before. Think of it. When your car is broken down and say you threw a rod in your engine, if you had the car towed to the mechanic, would you trust them if they started asking you about the tires? No, you'd be like, wait, didn't you see the engine's on fire? It's smoking. Well, that's exactly what's happening medically. You want, I, I, on Netflix, I watch a lot of these healing shows or, you know, whether it's medic, medi you know, they might be pushing medical marijuana. They might be pushing all these alternative therapies or, you know, medical therapies or, you know, all these different ways to heal people. Watch them. Every single time like there was one i watched a little bit you know you know there's a big push for all the uh, oils essential oils and hospitals are now you know having a lady come around in carts and give essential oils and the guy you know he was rigid fight come out of surgery angry bitter and you know she gave him some lavender and and the words out of his own mouth were well i don't know if it was the oils that helped me but or the attention See, we know inherently this man is alone on an island and somebody cared about. It's not the oils that made him feel better. And the studies show the oils, there's basically no help. It's, it's a placebo effect. Most medicine, I mean, studies show that. Most medicine is a placebo effect. There's very little benefit from any pill, anything. It's an emotional sense that this will make me feel better. And... That's what we're all looking for, is to heal that emotion. So let's get to the third one, anxiety. Look, if you're smoking pot for anxiety or taking CBD oil, anxiety, I mean, it's caused by unhealed trauma. Literally what's happening, it's a, like a PTSD reaction. And that's another thing that people use pot and CBD oil for is PTSD. Well, post-traumatic, it's trauma. Deal with the trauma. Like, you know, uh, that's, you, you need somatic body therapy, not pills and pot. It's a traumatic response. The body needs to be released from that. And I always get his name wrong, Robert Levine. His last name's Levine. I always mix it up. But he's an expert in, you know, somatic body therapy and, and uh, people with PTSD and you know, immediately they're just, I mean, I do it with clients, simple things of, you know, PTSD client, getting them to slowly clench their hand and release it. And all of a sudden everything goes away. I mean, it's it, all that's happening with anxiety and PTSD is your body is stuck. Your fear center is stuck on. It's just on. Well, that's a body reaction. There are simple techniques to release that. Pot and pills don't do it. And that's why, and, and pot, I mean, the side effects of pot is increased anxiety, depression, hallucinations, fast heartbeat, dizziness. You become anxious and afraid, paranoid. Well, like I smoked pot a couple of times in high school. One of the funniest things was how paranoid people would get. Yet people say, this is great for you. <laughs> that's, that's another sidebar is 
I, I've always said that I think the, the pot lobby and the bottled water lobby, they should throw out every single textbook in every university on marketing and sales. Just get rid of them and just bring in the pot lobby and the bottled water lobby and have them teach the classes because the bottled water lobby has convinced billions, I mean billions of people, that's something we get for free and is perfectly fine. They've made billions of dollars off of it. And now we think we have to spend $2 to get good water. It's just fascinating to me. But why would we do that? What did they instill? Fear. Well, why can't, so why are we all afraid? Because we haven't healed trauma that triggers the fear. And that's why bottled water has made such billions of dollars. They've triggered unhealed trauma. They've created a symptom relief. This purified water is going to heal you. Well, no, healing the underlying trauma. And, and if, there's, if the water is a little impure, it doesn't matter. Because what triggers disease and illness is your emotional condition. If you believe that you're sick and all of that, if you feel that, you become it. Look at the, you know, the pot lobby. They've convinced the world, you know, a massive amount of population that something with all these horrific side effects destroys brain development in kids, memory loss, um, apathy. I mean, it's awful for you. And they've convinced almost the world now that it's a wonder drug and it's great for you. Well, again, it's just more symptom relief. We did that with, I mean, we've done it with depression medications. We find out later, no, most depressive medications elevate suicide and all these other things. And, you know, look at all the drug companies. <clears throat> They come out with a wonder drug and we find out very quickly, no, it's not a wonder drug. It actually makes things worse. Well, pot's the same thing. The, the, the effects of pot, the long-term studies aren't there. Um, anyone claiming that there are these massive effects, it's just not documented. You know, the studies have been um, debunked or um, proven not to be true. And there's just not enough evidence that it's an actual benefit but it's a placebo effect. Now, I will say when any, any medication that takes you out of reality, alcohol, pills, pot, heroin, sex, whatever it may be, yeah, you may feel some relief. The problem is once you take that substance away, reality is still there. The pain is still there. And so you need more and more of it to avoid reality. And that's what we keep doing as a culture, is we keep advocating avoidance of reality and perpetuating our pain. So the solution is, face your pain. That's it. It's, you know, that's why I started the greatness movement, is to get people to actually, and this, gosh, I pause, because this may come out condescending, it's not my intent, but Get people to take responsibility for their lives. Quit playing the victim, putting the blame on something else and just going, oh, I can't do it. I'm going to get this thing outside of me to fix me instead of recognizing, no, I'm the source of my life. And do you see how empowering that is? If I'm always the problem, I'm, then therefore I'm always the solution. If I'm never the problem and the solution is outside of me, do you see how that keeps, do, do you see how fearful that is? I'm always waiting for them to develop a drug, a solution, a perfect person. 
I spend my life in fear and paralysis waiting for somebody to bring me the solution. That's no way to live. And that's why illness and disease is skyrocketing. I mean, cancer and all these things are, are a direct reflection of the stress and fear. Well, stress is fear. The fear, the emotional dysregularity we all have. And then you throw in, you know, how fast paced our world has become since the industrial revolution and technology. It's just too much. We can't process emotionally all the things that are thrown at us. It is just overwhelming because we are so underdeveloped emotionally. The next, you know, real, if you want to create a solution to illness and disease, let's make emotional growth the panacea because everything tied, like I said, there's only one common thread in every illness and disease, unhealed childhood emotional trauma. That's it. Well, why shouldn't that be what we spend billions of dollars of research on? The actual cause. Think of it. That's what I'm that's all I'm advocating is take all your money, all your pain and sorrow and put it towards the cause. To me that seems like a reasonable solution. Again, it's like going to, you know, taking our car to the mechanic. Should we put all of our money and resources and efforts into changing the tires when the, the engine is smoking? It just makes perfect sense to me. But what do we have to confront? Look at what that says. Now, see, this exposes our emotional underdevelopment. Because wait a minute. So, oh, my God, you mean I have to admit I'm imperfect? I might be responsible? Well, that, that almost feels insulting. Like I'm bad, I'm defective. Now, why would that have such a big impact on us? Because of childhood, because our parents in their beautifully perfect and perfect nature sent the message that somehow we were imperfect. And yet 80% of the population thinks their parents were perfect. It's just not possible. As I point out all the time, these two questions prove it. The first one is whenever you wanted to you know, in a moment in childhood when you felt angry, sad, or scared at anything your parents did or said, in that moment, could you discuss it with them? Could you bring up their imperfections? Get in your room. I don't want to hear about it. I'm the boss. Right there, they told us, you're not worth it. Squashed us. Second question is, do you have any secrets from your parents? Well, we all do. Now, why would we have a secret? Because if my parents found out what I truly thought and believed, what I've actually done in my life, these perfect imperfections, what would I lose? Their love. They would reject me. Well, I mean, those, those two questions, all of us have had those experiences. That's trauma, massive trauma. What it's saying is if I can't be who I am, my parents won't accept me. Now, does that mean our parents are bad? Our parents are just victims of victims. And since for centuries, we've never taught how to heal any of this. How could they do any better? They're doing the best they could. So all I'm advocating is we admit that. It's not an insult. It's just it's saying I'm wearing a pink shirt and silver jacket. And there's a purple painting behind me. It's just truth. It's not a reflection of good or bad. It's the sky's blue. We don't have to tie our worth to it, but we tie our worth to it because of the underdeveloped nature of us emotionally. And so that's the solution. 
develop ourselves emotionally. So if you're, I'm going to give you some quick little tips here. If you're struggling with cancer, anxiety, depression, chronic pain, start cataloging. Go to Google, type in feelings list, and start paying it to every, throughout the day, make check marks to all the feelings you're experiencing. And you're going to see right before that chronic pain attack, right before that headache, right before the anxiety, whatever. You're having a feeling that you've never addressed and, and ultimately overcome. And that's driving your illness and disease. That's the first step. Become aware. Become aware of how your pain is the source, is you know, the, your problem. Your emotional, your unhealed emotional pain is is what's causing all of this. And then how you reach for medi medicine like pot or other things to medicate it. Well, that's not the solution. The, like I said, the first step is awareness. See how your emotions are driving all of your struggles. The second step is to ask yourself, when was the first time I felt this feeling? Now you're going to find there are many times it showed up in your life. You're always going to remember something from childhood where you felt shamed, belittled, inadequate, that's kicking off this feeling. Then ask yourself, where in your body do you feel it? Almost always your chronic pain, it's going to be in that exact, exact same spot. That's why your body is hurting there, because you've been carrying that pain in your shoulders, your knees, whatever it may be. <clears throat> That's why it's there. It's trying to show you what the original trauma and, and what needs to be healed. Okay. Now, if there are many more steps to it, you might need a qualified professional like myself to navigate through that process because for many, this is overwhelming. They've never even considered it. And if you've even made it this far, I, you know, I, I would venture to guess many people have already denied this, tuned it off because they felt that insult of, I don't want, I don't want to admit I'm imperfect. And that is the emotional dysregulation. We are all perfectly imperfect. And that's what, Pardon me, that's the process we need to be taught to embrace. See, the only solution is to go become an expert in our pain and those emotions we haven't dealt with, what I call our darkness. It's a law of nature. The light can't come until after darkness. Every life situation, I was just texting with a, a woman on Facebook who just started following me. And, and she brought up how the pandemic is this great thing because she realized she'd been medicating through work, working out, her kids, staying busy, avoiding all this pain. And the pandemic took all of that away. And all of this pain started to come up and she's forced to deal with it. And as she said, and this is what everybody says when they face their pain, when they face that insult that I'm perfectly imperfect and maybe I need to look at myself. As she said, you know, I don't want to say I'm thankful that other people got sick or may have died. But I'm really thankful because now that I know these things about myself, my life is better. And she's a person in the mental health field and, you know, wanting to help other people. Yet, as she said, she hadn't looked at herself yet. And this gave her the opportunity to do that. And that's so common. Again, it's not to disparage her or anyone. But the goal here is for you to get to the real cause of your pain and a, a real solution. And so if you're looking for deeper solutions, there, you know, people like myself, there are many people you can lean on, but 
really what I'm after here is not to disparage anybody who uses pot or alcohol, anything that they're using, because it's just pain. It's just unhealed pain. And we can all identify with that and have empathy for that and do that without judgment. I'm just urging you that I, and here's, I want to give you hope though. <clears throat> I know it's scary. The thought of facing all of that is overwhelming. And let me tell you what that process looks like. You sit there and you consider facing it, how often it will be. But what you realize is that once you face it, you start to see, oh my God, not facing it. That was the real horror, that this really isn't that bad. And so I urge you, just start learning. Just start the process. And you'll see it. It, it happens to everyone. Everyone, when they face their stuff, life gets better. They feel better. And it's just a skill set, just like learning to walk, just like everything else in life. We just had to learn it. But it starts with a choice. So think through. How much is it costing you to avoid this choice? Are your relationships where you want them, your career where you want them? Can you sacrifice the rest of your life not pursuing the cause of your problems? Now, unfortunately, seven out of eight people, when given the opportunity to save their life, they're on death's doorstep and they're given a life-saving opportunity, they will choose not to. Well, that's because we're addicted to our pain. And we haven't advocated enough as a society and taught how to go through it. Well, that's what I do. So if you're looking for deeper solutions, I don't want to turn this into a sales pitch. Send me an email. But what I can guarantee you is every, it is foolproof. Every single person that faces that pain, their life gets better. Now, generally, sadly, you have to motivate people negatively. You, instead of telling them, oh my God, their life will get better, tell them how bad it'll get, how worse it'll get, which breaks my heart. I, I, I just think we should be motivated by our life getting better, but it's true. So that's part of why, you know, I say some of those options of, look, if you want to continue being sick and hurt and having all your health problems, then okay. Look at what it's going to cost you. And if you can live with that, I, I won't judge it. But if you choose not to become an expert in your emotions and your pain, that's what you're choosing. I will lovingly hold you accountable for that choice. But I'll accept it and understand it. But I won't um, sympathize with it because it's a choice. And if that's the way you want to live your life, you get to. But, but I will lovingly hold you accountable and say you're choosing to stay sick and medicate in a way that will further your illness. Okay, so I hope that comes across not as condescending and rude. I'm sure I'll watch this and go, oh, I would have liked to have said it this way or that way. But maybe you can point out things. I just keep trying to get better at it. It's, it's my own pain. So I have found it brings me joy. And I think it'll bring you joy. So I encourage you. And I know your life will get better.